Well, everybody, welcome back to Film Nerds Hour. Do you think Tails' tail gets twisted up in there? Twisted up in where? I think he, he rotates his tail. You wouldn't think he would get entangled up? I, I think there's a comic covering that. There is? Yeah. Should be. Were you playing the theme song? Is that why you wanted me to shut up? Yeah. Sorry. No, actually, that'll work. Oh, you are. Yeah, because I can just cut this bit out. And welcome back to Film Nerds Hour, everybody. So no one will hear me talk about... All right. Hi, I'm Nathaniel Shoemaker. And I'm Noah Sweeto. <laughs> you forgot how to introduce you. This human... Be me... Ah, Noah. <laughs> we usually do it vice versa. I know. I wanted to mix it up. That's my stomach. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you under the impression you get to talk to me about farts? Yes. He's a liar, <laughs> audience, but I won't hold any grudges. Oh, look. Anyways. <laughs> Seems like a grudge. <laughs> but without further ado, Great we movie. will be talking about the 1956 movie, Rodan, Rodan which is also made by Toho and uh, Yoroshio yes. Hunt. It... Hold up. Why did I stumble so badly? It's okay. <laughs> Sounds like it's I'm about a stroke. It, yes, it's 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 about what you would think. Rodan is about a guy named Dan, and he's in a rowing team in college. So it's row. No, he's Dan. a samurai. <laughs> he's what? an ultimate samurai. How does the row part come in? You gotta like think... Ronin. I don't know. Rodan. <laughs> he's like he's like he's the a one. Ronin named he's Dan. the one white guy. Hi guys, I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah. Let's fight samurai. Oh my god, he let go of his sword. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's like Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. <laughs> like there's all these fit people and then just fat Chris Farley. <laughs> Who was originally going to play Shrek. Yeah. Before his death. R.I.P. But, um, this movie was also directed by, uh, let me pull up the name because I thought my computer would be a little, there we go. This movie was also directed by uh, Ishiro Honda. Honda? It's, it's always hard to pronounce it. Let me see. Ishiro Honda. I think that's what I said last thing from Mothra, too. Right? Ishiro Honda. Yeah. Ishiro Honda. So, this, like the original Gojira movie and Mothra Ugh. that came out uh, a little bit later, about four? No. Uh, two years. Two years after. No, Mothra came on 61. No, Rodan came two years after. Gojira. Rodan came two years or after Gojira, and then how many years would it have been for Mothra? Like five? 58? 60? So three? Uh, something. Like three, four. Yeah, yeah. Long so, ass time. So, um. Yeah, this is a short movie as well. It's only an hour, hour and, and 22. Uh, yeah, yeah. And right now, it's just uh, the time of this recording, which I think it'll be on there for a while. HBO Max. Because they got the Criterion Collection. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, HBO gets the rights to freaking everything. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. I get to watch cool shit. No, 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 no. And and, and with the price that they're uh, working with, excuse me, um, it's some high quality content. You get... Yeah. Yeah, we're not getting paid you by... You get a H lot. We're not getting paid by HBO no. in any means, or HBO Max, but let's just drool over them for a second. Because you get Cartoon Network, right? Adult Swim. 
DC universe. Which, that was already coming because DC and HBO Max were merging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Criterion movies, Turner Classic movies, and HBO Originals, plus Max is making their own original content, which, as I've heard, is actually doing pretty well. Some like, the stuff. flight attendant got yeah, I've heard crazy that. good reviews. I've heard a lot about that, and I I still want to check it out, too. They have a movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy and James Corden about an AI, which I did watch, and I was like, this is actually really great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am excited. I I want to check out some of their originals. I definitely want to check out uh, Little Things before it leaves. Little Things. Is that leaving? Uh, Yeah, it's it's one of those limited, because theater hybrid. Right. I, I heard Little Things was not that good, but I am... I, I want to formulate my own opinion because I think okay. more often than not, I'll be- probably watch it too. I want to. I'm more interested in seeing what they currently have on there, which is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That one looks really good. Yeah, because that's based off historical. Mm-hmm. And it's got my. It's got our guys in it. It's got Daniel Kalula and um, little. God, what is his name? Lakeith Stanfield, <laughs> who's one of my favorite actors. He he's in Sorry to Bother You. He's in Get Out. I have yet to see that. Out. Yes. Both great. Uh, so. he's, he plays my favorite character in Atlanta. Have you ever watched Atlanta? No. Freaking love Atlanta. I'm, I'm kind of torn right now because Donald Glover, he's writing and shooting seasons three and four back to back, which is great because I'm like, yes, we're finally getting more Atlanta. This is such a great show. But he's leaving FX for Amazon Prime. Mm. So I'm wondering, like, how is it going to change? Will the episodes be longer? Will they be the same length? will he be able to show more or show less i feel like he'll be able to show more but i'm like will that impede it like I, yeah I, i'm i'm holding out because fx they do some good shit too yeah and they usually push the ball when it comes to dvd releases though yeah yeah because they'll do uncut which is what well yeah i mean atlanta do. doesn't show like anything like i think the closest you get, you well the closest you get in atlanta to showing like Nudity is they're in a strip club in one episode, but you don't really see anything. I wouldn't even say it's just that. I'd just say violence is where. It really oh yeah, comes well to. Atlanta has some crazy violent scenes too. Yeah, so that's where they really release it full on in DVD. It's not even about the nudity anymore. Yeah, but, and yeah, because Fargo is crazy violent and like. Well, looking at strain, source material. The strain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what's supposed to be a continuation of. Yeah, but like Amazon, they're like they're crazy. Like the boys, not only are they crazy violent, but they show like boobs and dicks, full nudity. Mm-hmm. Which I actually applaud them because yeah. people need to stop being scared. Oh my God, it's a dick on screen. Yeah, it's a flaccid penis. Okay, no. men, men, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. This does not make me gay. Yeah, we all have penises. Yeah, and if it's you okay. don't have a penis, well, we, then can, you're either a female. Can we make that shirt? We all have penises, and it's okay. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Go to you Film Nerds either... Hour merch for... <laughs> and I'm just saying, gentlemen, you have a penis in between your legs. If you yeah. are not, you are biologically a female. Or you are of an alien race. Yes. Or you're transitioning. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? But either way... It's a dick. Don't be afraid of it. And be if like, you can no, see if I see it, I'm gay. Like, no, it's not... You can well, see I... a dick because you've already touched yours. Yeah. It's not like seeing one flips a switch and turns you into Elton John. <laughs> exactly. So like, let's not let's not discriminate, okay? Other, don't discriminate. See, some of these people are never going to be able to watch Brandon Cronen or David Cronenberg's mm-hmm. Possessor because that has a lot of erect penises. Don't discriminate. Congratulate. Exactly. <laughs> and don't feel insecure. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dick. Yeah. Okay? Any any guy should be able to walk into any gym or any sauna 
or spa and just be like, hey, Steve, nice dick. And it should be fine. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I've never, I've never understood that. Like, why? It is a thing. Like, just get over it. If you're, if you're going to slap someone's ass while they're naked in the locker room, then you shouldn't be worried about seeing a dick in well, a movie. Yeah. Well, like Daniel Sloss talks about it too. Cause he's like, women have such a beautiful way of complimenting each other of like, Oh, Sarah, I love your tits. Are you kidding me, Jan? I'd cut mine off for a day in that ass. And he's like, guys can't do that. Hey, Gary, nice dick. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And then he goes, which is a shame because Gary's got a real nice dick. He won't let me see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's That was the... Daniel Sloss's bit, not mine. Please don't sue me. Love you, Daniel. <laughs> it's like the first thing. It's like you say anything. It's like, gay! Nope. He's gay! Yeah, and it's like, no. No, I just... Like, why did that... Why did it get used as an insult on the internet for so long? Like, it, it, it has destroyed any positive meaning that word can or would have. Just exactly. by being like, oh, you beat me in Call of Duty, you're gay. Like, what? That doesn't even <laughs> kind of make sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I did want to say the little things got 47% with critics and 65% in audience ratings. And that's okay. over 1,000. That is 223 reviews from critics versus over 1,000 from audiences. Okay. So I will how, how is Judas and the Black Messiah doing? I heard that it's doing pretty good, but okay. I'll double check. Sorry, guys. Just wanted to give you guys an update. Cause oh, three days. We we don't really do any current updates, yeah. really, because there's, there's so much to bring out. Mm-hmm. 96 with critics. Yeah. And 96 with a, over 100 ratings with audience score. Yeah. So 251 reviews from critics, 100 Woo! plus with Can't wait to watch it. audiences. So. Feeling it, baby. Well, given, granted, Black Klansman did pretty well, I am Yes, excited. I loved However, Black Klansman. I know a lot of people were worried because if you know the true historical meaning with the group of Ju- Judas, Judas and, and the, the Black, Black Messiahs, Messiah. they, uh, they did some pretty heinous shit. Yeah. In the name of supposed equality. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, I mean, honesty makes for some good storytelling. So I'm excited to see it. No, that's what I am happy about because yeah. it, it should not be sugar-coated. No, and that's you gotta great. see the real shit to figure out how the world is. So I have so much respect for Mafia yeah. 3. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for what we're getting on Friday on HBO Max. Which is? A movie that I would not pay to see in theaters personally, but if it's on a streaming service, I'll probably watch it. The Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> I may. I'll, we'll see. Yeah, you might just put it on. Just like, sure. <laughs> it's kind like, of the movie no one asked for. Exactly. But I loved Tom and Jerry as a kid. They have all of Tom and Jerry on here because they also have Boomerang classic cartoons on HBO Max. So you get like Tom and Jerry and like uh, Ghost Adventure thing or whatever the guy is. Go Space Ghost. And then like Scooby-Doo and all that stuff. So I've been watching that and it's still great. So it's just it's weird because it's like it's 3d cartoons in the real world and it's like a hybrid of that like there's there's a part where there's like real people writing 3d animated cartoon looking elephants so i'm like okay (laughs) but again like i'll just i'll give it a shot it's not always worth it it's not costing me anything like i said i would not pay like an amc 20 dollar ticket to see it in theaters personally i might see it with my nieces but if it's on hbo max for free yeah i'll get a look yeah and uh 
we'll hop in back into Rodan. Rodan. So basically, uh, one thing I do want to say is Rodan's design, in regardless of Toho and the MonsterVerse, that yeah. his King of the Monsters appearance. Yeah, what did you think of it? Was amazing. Yeah. That was some of the best CGI work mm-hmm. that I've seen. Even his fight scenes. Like, it yeah. looked real. Like, if you look up that it, the image of him in King of the Monsters, it's so smooth looking. Like, yeah. literally. Look up King of the Monsters, guys, and look up King of the Monsters Rodan, and there'll be, like, a still, like, the teaser image mm-hmm. of him with his wings open, and it looks so smooth. Like, it looks like And he like looks that smooth in that, in that movie, too. Yeah, through scene to scene. Like, I can't even... It's like eye candy. You know when you've seen something like Mandy, like the visual... It just looks like cream. That's the only way, like an orange cream. I can't even describe it. It just looks so... Like how those monsters look in that in those in that movie though, like that's what made me want to actually like get, because they released individual posters for all of them. I'd want to buy all of these. Like freaking. Right. Like, look you see... at that. You tell me you want one of those on exactly. your mantle. Exactly. His his poster. But look how creamy his skin is. It like it looks so. I'm weird. not sure how comfortable I am with that phrasing, but okay. Well, you. The only way I could say creamy. Well, you, I think of the orange, like, fudge, like, orange sherbet, you know, the orange popsicles. Mm, okay. So it's just that orange thing, and that's the only way I know how to describe it. It's like a creamy orange. Ooh, that that helicopter pilot who is uh, shooting directly at his eyes, he's got a pair on him. <laughs> he's got a pair. Yeah. So, I mean, Rodan is awesome. This movie, his original movie... Great. Holds up just like Mothra as we did that, you know, uh, last week. Last week. Rodan is definitely, undoubtedly, one of the best uh, of the original. That's a nice picture. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this the sculpts. His design Cause it's was, like, I think, what they would, what they, what they would have wanted to do for the original Toho. Because they say, like, he, they say it in this movie. He's just a big pterodactyl. Well, yeah, and but he looks so much better than just that. Like, I'm glad. I'm so glad they didn't go with his original design for King of Monsters. That looks no. So that bad. looks terrible. That looks like something out of Jurassic World. Yeah, that's where it belongs. No. Oh God, I'm gonna and pull those up. One of the great things about Rodan's movie is that while it is a rarity, mm-hmm. which I know yeah, we talked thanks, about. Bitch. <laughs> which i know we talked about last episode how i have a copy that i only got for a dollar at a pawn shop it's now a hundred dollars yay for just the dubbed version by the way yep not even the original hooray continue <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just very bitter because rodan is owned by criterion and they haven't re-released it so i'm like why <laughs> they will eventually give it time hopefully <laughs> but um no, one of the things that I love, absolutely loved about Rodan was its design. Mm-hmm. Uh, his design for his movie was absolutely incredible and was one of the more rare type of kaiju that for once was not used in a suit, like most of that. Yeah, know. it was a, it was puppetry. It, it was, was puppetry, very, very good. Puppetry. Which was more Gamora, or not, I mean, not Gamora, Gamora's type of thing, which mm-hmm. you said is the poor man's Godzilla. Which yeah. I can both agree with and not agree with, respectively, depending on which mm-hmm. one you're watching. Uh, the new Gamera movies, which I'm sure we'll cover at some point on on the channel or the podcast. For sure. Uh, 
you know, the, but the classic ones, which are on Tubi. Yeah. Uh, those are, I want to say, like, those are all, almost all puppetry. Mm-hmm. And that's not, with some costumes. It's, it's really impressive. Um, but it's just the paint that they think they used, which you could tell that Rodan is fake mm-hmm. in in his original movie. But it's, I mean, but I think you're also comparing it when you're thinking about it too, because I mean, you watch an HBO Max, yeah. While I watched on my DVD version, so mm-hmm. you definitely had a different experience than I did. Well, I got to see it subbed, and you watched it dubbed. Well, you probably also saw a sharper version of it. Yeah, anyway. it was really nice. It was really nice. And mine was the DVD version, so I can't is... speak yeah. for that version. But from what I have with standard, it looked pretty good, even for standard on a DVD. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of something that I wanted to show you real quick, and then we'll go back to the show. Did you remember the rumors that came out uh, when Jurassic Park 4 was in way early development? Yeah. You remember the original concept they had? I think so. What did you think it was? I'm trying to think of it, but refresh my memory. They were going to have dinosaurs that were hybrided with humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... That's some bad art. <laughs> that would have been terrible. I know. I know. And Jurassic Park 4 turned out great. Because they didn't do that. They yeah. did hybrids. Jurassic Park 5, bleh. But, you know. What are you gonna do? We'll definitely cover that. At some I point. love the Jurassic Park movie. It's kind of funny that that and The Last Jedi, like the follow-ups to something that started out so great, were yeah. like... Like, you'll agree. Uh, yeah. Star Wars Episode Seven is a good good time. Force Awakens is. Yeah. Uh, so, Rodan. We, we start off, we're in a coal mine. Yeah, which gives like the first kind of you know what i because i saw ultra q first yep it really gives me it is that first first episode episode. yeah yeah and that was like the the immediate thing and given what we first see i got the experience of watching you watch that episode and that was a great time yeah and then i ended up buying my whole collection like with almost completing it within yeah three weeks yeah yeah. (laughs) you have less responsibilities than i do so uh Hey, it's not my fault I saw a deal and was just like... Yes, it is. It's 100% your fault. It is only your fault. (laughs) There is no one else to blame. I mean, you you. introduced me to it, so that's that's on you. Don't take responsibility for your own purchases, huh? Hey, hey, you're the one who said, take a look at the series, you're gonna love it. You know, fair. So, that's on you. I didn't think you were gonna buy the entire franchise in a week. Hey, three weeks, and I got them super cheap. And I went store hunting. You know, I am getting mad at you for getting a deal, and that is my fault. And also, fuck you. So, Rodan. They're in a coal mine. <laughs> or they're mining for black diamonds, but I feel like that's also colloquialism for coal. Um, perhaps. Um, but these two guys are getting in a fight, and that kind of starts off the whole like mystery aspect. Because there is a mystery to start this one off. Because... There's like a flooding and a collapse in the mine, and our main guy in this movie is played by our boy from Ultra Q as well. So it was like, oh, being around a mine, that's familiar. Because <laughs> he got stuck in the mine in the in that first episode, too. Yeah, which uh, we definitely talked about in Mothra about how we have kind of used the same actors. Yeah. And how it's I kind love of it. been reoccurring. Which, uh, this was before that time, because that's the funniest part, because yeah. of the fact that the, these took place... Well, no, because Mothra took place after. Yeah. 
Wait, when did Ultra Q come out? Was that 66? I think 64. So that's after Mothra 2. Yeah. Why was it in black and white? Ultra Q. Budget. Was it just cheaper? So, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like Kevin oh, Smith's yeah, Clerks. You, you get the same budget. You get the same budget. The, the guy probably got the same budget for the entire show that he got for one movie. So he probably had to spread it out. Yeah. And a cheap way to do that is black and white footage. Because, I mean, 28 episodes is still a lot even back then. Yeah, yeah. Because what was the total sum of even, like, Batman at the time? Yeah. Isn't it, like, only 100 episodes? 60 Batman? Yeah, the 60s Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which has a great comic. Anyways. And Ultra Q did come out uh, in 66. I was going to say, he did look a lot younger. It came out in 66 and ended in 77. Yeah. Or, I mean, 67, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a lot younger in this one. But he's, like, the head of, like... He's not the head of the coal mining place, but he's, like, the head, like, person who will actually do stuff. <laughs> you know? Right. And he, like, hears about a flood in, so he goes down, and he sees that one guy, he's been currently injured, we find out later killed, and the other guy who he was having a fight with is missing. So we later, we see that guy at the hospital and the guy who's missing, his uh, sister comes by and she's like, I know him. He hated him, but he wouldn't have done this. Like, that's not him. That's not my brother. So it it starts off kind of like a murder mystery, which I I like that change of tone. You know, it's nice. Which I'm pretty sure is where they got the inspiration for Ultra Q Mm -hmm. to give like the, because they they make that. The one thing I want to say that, I love about these movies yeah. is that, because Godzilla was almost a mystery movie too, mm-hmm. basically. Um, Toho has, that was one of the things that was notable about uh, Shiro, is how well he could... Craft a story. Craft a story, and it's one of the things that the MCU has done so well. Like, if you look at yeah. Ant-Man, for instance, that's like my favorite thing, Ant-Man is a story about a criminal (laughs) trying to see his daughter and find a different way of life outside of crime. And it just so happens that he meets a scientist and gains basically a suit that has the power of ants. Yeah. Yeah, but my favorite thing is from that movie is like, I'm not going to rob anybody. What do you need me to... He's like, I'm not going to break in and steal some stuff. What do you need me to do? Break into a place. Steal some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I... And that's the thing, like, I, I love I love that, you know, Toho and Shiro have had, did it so well that it was basically, mm-hmm. they made it feel like it wasn't just the monster happened yeah. to be there, it felt like it was about the monster, and it was about the events going on yeah. leading up to it. It, it did almost, not feel out of place. It almost feels like two movies, and that's not a bad thing in this case. No, I'd, I'd say it, if you guys... Which I'm, I'm assuming a majority of you do, or have, have seen uh, the Empire Strikes Back. There was mm-hmm. two, the two stories in there with the two arcs of what's Leia, going on with Han and, and Leia. Yeah, what's, what's going on with the Falcon and, and what's going on with Luke and R two. So yeah. it, it's it's like that, and I and I really like it. That's also something that Ultra Q did very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of splitting the parties in that show. And and it does it to a very successful range that America has never reached, except for the MCU. Yeah, I I would argue that I mean, we have God... a few shows like maybe your X Files or Fringe. 
I, I would put that up there too. X Files, that is true. X Files was is almost like the response to Ultra Q. Yeah, but in with a the American it, Monsters. in a good way, in an amazing way. Mm-hmm. I I would have to say if I if I did pick two series that, uh, were supposed to be like sci fi horror and mystery, X Files is more of a Twilight Zone than the Twilight Zone is. To be yeah. Honest. Um, well, the thing about X Files that kind of drew more people to that, as opposed to a Twilight Zone, is Twilight Zone that's it's different, it's different like stories and people and actors every time, which is nice because you get a nice rotating cast of stars and you get a main guest special character once right. an episode. But the nice thing about X Files is you get to grow with characters and care about them. That was the same effect with Ultra Q because you have those main three the reporter and the two helicopter pilots four if you had the scientist and like, which yeah. you know while they aren't in some episodes you still know that they're yeah. there so it's mm-hmm. almost like having a curator I it's think, the familiarity yeah. that is nice i think there's one episode uh which has your least favorite monster uh where it's just the main guy in antarctica a whole episode but you know yeah i remember that yeah you hate pangila even though he looks exactly like Rodan, but with a walrus face. <laughs> yeah, that that was weird. He's in the Arctic. <laughs> Are you more confused about his name? Because it sounds like Penguin. <laughs> I think he belongs just in the Arctic. Yeah. But, yeah, that is something that Toho uh, really did. And I think that is a large part of why Rodan was such a success and so captivating. Yeah. Why Mothra was so captivating and Godzilla was so captivating because unlike some of your classic monster movies, you know, mm-hmm. it was all suspense instead, of, except for the Invisible Man. Right. Yeah. Have you you've watched? Have you been going through the? Classics? I yeah, I have my eight essential ones on there, and I watched the Invisible Man and the brand new one back to back. What did you think as far as comparing them go? They're both amazing. Good it's in like child's play. Okay. I, there's not. Not one is better than the other. The original is not better than the... Because they're two... And you'll see when you see it. Because they're two totally different stories. Yeah. And there's no way in hell that you could compare those two. My quick question about uh, Invisible Man while we're on it. The original one. Did you figure out how they did the effect? A little bit. Because I I know straight up how they did it. I, I had some ideas. So... They had the guy film with these people, like, if it's, like, a crowd scene where he's invisible, and he would wear, like, like almost like a, um, a black, like, cloak scarf thing around the area that was supposed to be invisible. And then they would film it again with the same scene again without him in it at all. And then they would just crop those two together. That's what I was kind of thinking, that they yeah. probably overlayered a lot. That's how they could do the skipping pants scene <laughs> where he's just skipping and you just see two pants skipping and you're, and like when I first saw it, my brain was like, there has to be strings. There has to. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's a dude skipping. Which better than CGI Hollywood. Take a dip. Yeah. Yeah. I the, the listen, classic movie magic has a lot of merits to it. Cause it required actual work. Mm hmm. And it also required a studio I mean, let's, not let's to... Not, let's not downplay CGI. I'm sure no, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but it required actual work 
that could be done in a reasonable amount of time. It wasn't as just, opposed to like hours it, and hours and hours and hours and hours. It wasn't just getting a group of people going, yeah, you guys are a bunch of talented CGI artists. Make my thing you, in my head. But we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to sit you down and, oh, by the way, you only have like three months to get this done and then yeah. you have to move on to the next section. So if it looks like shit, then we're going to take it out on you and the public is going to be mad at you. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, I feel like you've got some weight to carry with you talking about like that kind of stuff. Cause you do make films. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not Hollywood budget, but it's, you no, know. And it's not fair because, you know, with short films, you're still on a time crunch for people, but you have that leniency where everything about Hollywood is now, now, now. And that is something that made Rodan and Mothra and all those work. Yeah. They were timed perfectly, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Rodan having that like mind scene, it's, it's like these locations that are just yeah. so basic, but also you gotta admire how they got the rights to go in there. When they also do the thing that I always love where they just made models and destroyed them. <laughs> Like yeah, they, which... they, they had people running around in actual towns, and then they made model replicas of that town when it would be destroyed. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, which is something that is just fun to watch because you know they probably had so much fun doing it. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. But, um, so then an officer and two other mine workers, like, go down to the mine to try and find the other guy. They tether themselves to each other, and there's a terrifying scene where one guy gets pulled under by something, and then so does another guy, and then so does another guy. And then they find their bodies later, and they said the officer, he was cut so bad that only a single piece of skin was keeping his head attached to his body. Which, of course, we didn't see that. No, no. We didn't. We, we did not. But, like, from there, the main character concludes that it couldn't have been her brother, because the two miners who died were his friends. You know, why would he kill his friends? So, we end up, somebody else goes down there for a second, and they see this monster that's like, we find out it's a larval form of a dragonfly. But it's about, it would be about the size of a bear, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, a decent sized bear. And that person sees it, and then it like, gets led up to like, to the little village that they have and like starts attacking and going through this woman's house the main she's kind of a love interest i'd say they don't like explicitly say love each other but like they're holding each other at the end yeah you could tell and it there's something there's well like vibe. i think we always say on the show i feel like it's circumstance yeah yeah agreed and that's not always the best case scenario for love if you're two polar opposites then it's not gonna work no 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 you got to learn to love each other when it's easy and when it's hard. Not just when it's hard. Because it's easy to love somebody when you're you have having no difficult one. times. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to jump that yeah. boat right to that's the why, That's why in, um, in like rehab facilities or if you're trying to get clean from anything, alcohol, drugs. They don't want whatever you seeing anybody. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, your sobriety could be linked to being in that relationship. And if it ends, you could relapse very easily. So it's like, get clean first, then try to make someone else happy. Exactly. Which is usually the best way to go. Yeah, yeah. it's the place we'd recommend. I mean, I've never really struggled with addiction. But it helps that I'm not health-wise allowed to take addictive things. (laughs) You know, I can't can't smoke weed because of my heart. And I can't drink alcohol because of my heart. And, yeah. And I I tried gambling once and I was like, no. (laughs) 
It's one of those things where it's like, I'll buy a lotto ticket, but not much else. Yeah. But in, in any case, uh, the monster attacks, kills a cop, and then, like, they they follow it because it goes back down to the mine, and they start following it down to the mine, and they're, like, fighting it and, like, trap it down there, and then the main guy, like, really cool set piece, he, he rides a mine cart to hit it and, like, ram the thing, and they kill it. But then he gets trapped in another area, and there's a bunch of them. So you assume he's dead. And then later there's, like, a seismic shift, and you see, like, the Earth collapse, essentially, like, in on itself. And then they see that guy just there crawling, and he has amnesia. He doesn't remember anything. And then, like, they're trying to figure out, like... Is it more monsters? Is it more of those things? What's what's going on? And they see, like... What they see is a plane... Like, going around this place. And this jet fighter, like, tries following it, but it's going way too fast. And then it turns, and it's doing a maneuver that you shouldn't be able to do at that speed. And it destroys this plane. And while he's having amnesia, and the girl's taking care of her, and he's, like, riding down... Um, he's like drawing the mines. She's like, look, my birds, they're, they're going to have babies. And you see two eggs in a, in a, um, in a little nest thing. And you see one hatch and then he gets his memory back, which is he saw like hundreds of those larval dragonfly things. And he saw Rodan hatch from an egg and start eating them. And he was traumatized by that, which you would be. <laughs> yeah. That's... It's a giant pterodactyl. That is something I do want to say that I, uh, I do love the fact that we had some of the best action scenes in the mm-hmm. sky with those planes. Yeah. It was so well, well done. And the fire pilots in the chairs and like, you get to see the shots of like, like for some of those shots, I swear they must have been like in planes filming. And if not, they did whatever they did very well. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I admire it, because they did it so well. They pulled it off, like, almost flawlessly. Mm-hmm. My favorite is whenever Rodan's flying, and just whatever he flies over, like in the Godzilla King of Monsters movie, just gets freaking wrecked. Like, there's one part where he flies over a jeep, and the jeep just, like, flips, 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 crushes. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, Which, it's always fun seeing all those scenes play out. Yeah, and like when they were fighting, I didn't mention this, but when they were fighting, because before he gets led to the mines, they follow the, they followed the dragonfly creature up to the hill, and like he gets a hold of one guard, and you just see a puppet throw an action figure, and I'm like Jesus, and then they cut to the like the actual guy like on the ground, and I'm like, oh, he's super dead. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple scenes that we get a couple of like you know, and that was the same with Mothra where you could tell yeah. the dolls, mm-hmm. but. Because they definitely, for for the um, for the dragonfly creature, they definitely used a hybrid of, like, puppets and people. Because I swear there's parts where it's moving, and it's the size of people, and you can see, like, legs. Like, it looks like four people in a suit. Yeah. Although, I will give it credit, they cut it pretty damn well. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you can't, unless you're like me, and you Hawkeye really look at it, you're not going to notice. And, I mean, it's usually one thing that you kind of do, you're either, and, I mean, that's the one thing I kind of like about yeah uh, subtitles is because you're not super 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 focused mm-hmm. on that purely yeah that's why you gotta watch rewatch it 
on HBO Max. I'm telling you, man. I definitely will, and I do want to see it in a higher depth. I'm really a sad though that that there's that unfortunate that you know we, we might not see it on blu-ray yeah I, I mean like you were saying hopefully the criteria collection criteria release re-releases it and i hope they do it in a tasteful case they always do it's them it's criteria they always oh i know i just amazing mean like, cases i mean like to match kind of like the other cases that they've done because that's the thing with like the rights because you know some went to sony mm-hmm. some went to columbia yep some went to miramax Yes. There was never, like, a full stable for releases. And I think... I forgot what company got a hold of those ones. And they kind of screwed with those a little bit. I think Miramax got mostly the 80, 80s ones. Pretty sure. Okay. But in any case... Because um, a Rodan also kills, like, a couple. That's... Because they're not supposed to go to the crater, but they're doing a photo shoot in the crater. To which I'm like... You... Idiots! <laughs> right. Because, like, you can't find their body. They, they can't find their bodies, and I'm assuming it's because Rodan ate them. <laughs> I mean, he is a pterodactyl, and that's one of the things I do like, is that he's a legitimate dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. And it's just that he's he's been hibernating so long that his egg has grown to, like, a super size. So it's just huge. And as a result of that, he flies faster, and he's more impervious to stuff. Yes, yeah, so we we see that like he's flying around and he flies so fast to like everywhere he goes to like he goes from Japan to like Okinawa to the Philippines just like he he's flying everywhere super fast and they're like saying no there has to be two of them and we do find out later that that's true and that's that's kind of I, I maybe you'll agree showing the two bird eggs and one hatching was that you think that was foreshadowing that there's two of them. And it I won't think be so. revealed until later. Yeah. Which good on them. <laughs> That's smart film writing. But then they like he's flying around, they start following it with other jet planes and like he keeps destroying them. And then he starts like going to the city, right? I think so. Yeah, and he like flies over the city and you see like you see a trolley train just get wrecked and like shing- my favorite is the bit where you see the shingles from the houses just fly off like one by one just shingle 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 and i'm like oh <laughs> you know what i mean that was a neat effect the yeah. neat effects that they used to and, really pull yeah. these off and i guarantee again it was probably just they made miniature sets and then used a giant fan but still it looks amazing yeah and well, I almost argue it looks better because of the fact that it just looks so what you would visually expect, mm-hmm. not dissing CGI. No, no. I think it or the work that works goes into it. equally, but I, I just it's love It's your brain how... brain being able to tell. Yeah, and and also it's what you would expect a house with tiles to have flying off of it to look like. Right. Especially. Right. And then they, like... Cause they and they also clearly use two different Rodans. Cause you can see like there's one that they use for the dog fight scenes when there's jets, and then there's one that they use when he's like landing in a city and it's clearly like a puppet, you know? Yeah, which is it's a nice touch. It's a nice touch. Cause I don't yeah, think I, I don't think the I don't think the airplane scenes would have gone as well if he just looked like all floppy <laughs> you know no and it would have probably been tacky looking and i'm pretty sure that's why they didn't go with a man in a suit because it just would have looked too odd right. 
Yeah, because men you... don't know how to, like, fly. <laughs> That's not well, one of our things. <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, how do you achieve that effect without making it look awkward in a suit? Exactly. And not to mention, for some of those scenes, it's like, like when he does the twist, mm-hmm. you would have to spin a person to do that. Right. So it's like, then you have to account for their weight and the wires and... You know, and that's one of the things that I kind of admire is that they found a way to make all these work in a yeah. sense because the puppeteers did an amazing job. Yeah, making you, you think it was an actual like prehistoric. Monster. If if you would have seen any of these films, you know, and then saw that they used like a person in a suit, mm-hmm. and then went and you know they went from using a suit to. A puppet. A puppet. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of it. Okay. Uh, suit to a puppet. It, it'd be very noticeable. Yeah, because the Pangilla was definitely a suit in yeah. Ultra Q. And it did not look as good. It looked, It's essentially the same idea, but it didn't look as good. It did not achieve the same visual effect that they were hoping for. No. I'm sure, no. they eventually ended up realizing that. Hopefully. I mean, it's still, it's still good. It's just not No, good. it just isn't blade or uh it still isn't it still isn't blade <laughs> uh, no Easy i said blade. Wesley snipes <laughs> it still isn't great okay yeah so and he there, there's a good chunk of that movie that's just him destroying cities and towns that's why it's like this review's kind of going a little quick but that's okay because like you know the, the story wise and dialogue wise it's a lot of like it's a lot of people sitting in a lab, figuring out where he's going to go next, seeing where he goes, and seeing destruction. And then that a few more times. If you and saw... And I mean, it's kind of like King of Monsters. That's kind of how King of Monsters went. Yeah. The American... Or the uh, the American adaptation. Yeah, yeah. But again, that's not like... It's not insulting the movie. Didn't, didn't hinder it. Yeah, it didn't need, like, an amazing tale. Like... We got a guy who's a protagonist who is just an everyday man, and that's great. You know, your average doe is what makes your movie because it's not something to be destined. Yeah, like there's a there's a reason underdog stories do so well, like because everyone's an underdog. <laughs> you know, because well, Luke Skywalker was never originally supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah. You know, Lucas wanted him to be Le- or wanted it to be Leia. Mm. Yeah. Which actually kind of makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But. And I mean, it was shown too in like the dark horse comics that she was really she, she was, was really strong with the force it, she had a double lightsaber before darth maul that's true the one thing that really made me kind of freak out is i was like you have to remember that in the expanded universe mm-hmm. luke destroyed a planet with the force yeah so for leia to be more powerful than him says a lot exactly exactly so yeah so and the it, and again, like you said, it's it's a lot of the same players from the last one, from Mothra. Because we get there, there's a doctor in Mothra who's there for a bit, and he's a scientist this whole time. And he plays doc, Dr. Shirazawa in the original Gojira. And then we also have a guy who's like, he was an army commander in Mothra, and now he's a reporter. So again, I, I like seeing the same faces, though. That's never a bad thing at all. No, because they do their job well. So why not yeah. see the same guy? It's a little confusing. It makes you want the Ultra Universe to cross over a bit. Yeah. And I believe Toho 
made a timeline into which it's with because it's the Showa era, right? Is the original? Uh, yes, I believe. Kay. I might have in Mothra. I might have said Heisei was first. That is incorrect. I okay. apologize for that error. It goes Showa, then Heisei, then Millennium. Okay, because Showa is also for uh, Gamera, and then they also have uh, the next era is High. Heisei. His Heisei era. That's the same um, with that's the same with all their shows though. But like in Japan, that's the same with Ultraman. That's the same with uh, Common Rider, Super Sentai, like all those yeah. shows. Um, yeah, because one well, then Common Rider, I'm way into that show too. I want to say, go ahead, y- Yemen Rider, Common Rider, Common Rider. Um, what's the spiel on that? Do you think that I I, I kind of started it, but have to start it again? Where did you start it on? Is it on TV Tubi. as well? Which yeah. one did you watch? I started with the very, very original. Oh, okay. Okay. Her I, kind of involved kaiju too, or is it kind of like a more action-packed? It's more action. Like, imagine Power Rangers, but it's just one guy fighting a single monster. You know, like more one-on-one battles. Okay, so is yeah. it like kaiju, or is it more like just mutations? It's like kaiju, but not like giant monsters. Like, you know... Okay, more scale size. So yeah, like yeah. More mutations. It's more, it's more like... Like, you, you watch Ultraman for destruction and, like, scale size, and that's cool. Kamen Rider's more like martial arts. Which okay. is awesome. And, like, cool, like, you know, explosion and sparks and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, because, like... And Kamen Rider, it also has a thing, same with Ultraman, you'll probably notice, is that, like, you can just pick a series and just watch. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I mean... Plot-wise and progression, you're going to want to watch probably Ultraman in order more yeah. than often. Yeah, and, than well, and, like, Kamen Rider, they, like, they've made, an, they've made a staple of, like, each one will have a crossover full-length movie with the previous one as, like, a passing of the torch. Which is what they do now for Ultraman. I think that's just yeah. a modern era thing now. Yeah, they do that with Super Sentai as well, which is, like, what we would know as Power Rangers. And we tried doing that with Common Rider. We got two series. Did not work out. But that's fine. Yeah, I like my Japanese Common Rider. It's 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 nice. But they have like they have like they they go further with the Heisei with like the names cuz they got like Showa, then they go Heisei, then they have Neo Heisei, and then they got I think it's like Renawa Heisei is what they're in now. It's it's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, I just like having them say one thing or the other. Yeah. They've been doing 52 episode seasons since 2003. <laughs> so, imagine America keeping up with shame. that. It really does. Like, these people, they commit to their shows, and it's really great. Well, we also need to point out, too, that unlike America with these types of shows, they are not focused all the time on a budget. It's not right. just about a company saying you need to use all this money. Mm-hmm. It's about making the budget stretch and being yeah. creative and getting clever. smart. Clever, clever. And that's not and the creator's it, fault. That is studios. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not all American. It's just most. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no shame in like saying com- that. Like, a Community is a great example of a show that is that when they filmed, they were usually uh, budget neutral or under budget. Granted, how they did that was genius. Because they had the... the um, because someone asked the guy who, like, was in charge of their budget and, like, seeing what they could do and what they can do. Dan Harmon, who created that show, would ask him, like, can we do this? And he, he's like, I would always lie to him. 
and say, no, we're over budget. <laughs> She's like, it's awesome. <laughs> and I mean, he's like, it worked. Like, you guys got creative and we never went over budget that much. <laughs> so, Well, I think it's kind of like... Uh... When you're on set, that's one of the awesome things, is when you sit and your job as an AD, mm-hmm. assistant director, is uh, you always want to let the director know that you're almost out of time. Yeah. Why? Because you're going to be sitting the there doing the same shot oh my God. because you want to get it yeah. right. Not Stanley Kubrick, but you're yeah, also thinking... Yeah, I was going to say, there are a few directors in my head currently who I would never want to be an assistant to, because I feel like I would get my head cut off. I would never want to be an assistant to Kubrick, because that man is a very my way or the highway, let's do 384 takes until we get it fucking right. I would never, I would never do Tarantino. <laughs> I wouldn't want to meet Tarantino, period. Yeah, same, 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 let alone work and for him. they can be pissed off that when if they hear this ever, and I'm going to say, I don't really care. Yeah, you make good movies, but we're not, we're just not, you know, you as a person, we're not like, the. And, and you'll probably never hear this, so why do we care? <laughs> I still wouldn't care if we exactly, do exactly. reach a status. Cause... Exactly. Orson Welles, he would be terrifying to work for? Orson Welles is somebody you'd want to work with, not for. for. Yes, yes. Because he had a thing where every uh, movie or anything he ever shot, he would hire a guy just so he could yell at him and fire him. <laughs> like, this is the coffee you get me? I hope there's another job for you because you're fired. Give me someone who knows what they're doing. Just so everyone would know who the boss is. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah, so... You'd see me Sorry being... about that, guys. We had some technical difficulties. But, um... And you'd see me being the guy who would hire you and do a horse and walls. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you would hire me and I'd wear a fake mustache and you'd fire me and you could be the guy in charge. So... <laughs> so... Just shifting back to Rodan here. Because we're, 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 you know, yeah. So, the, he's getting shot at by tanks in the city. Yeah, I think it's, like, in the, it, is it in Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's go with yes. And, I, again, I love the details in the city destruction scene. Like, even, even, like, somebody clearly designed a sign. Like, a, like, an advertisement sign with, like, a face and, like, art on it. And I'm like, that's crazy detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the amount of detail that they put so much into just doing this movie. Into, like, the little robot tanks, which I'm like, those were clearly in Mothra. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, again, like, they didn't have to, and they recycled the footage very well. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't think those were, that was the same footage. I'm just saying it was the same kind of toy tanks. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another thing, too. I'm pretty sure they probably reused all the set props that they did. Which, yeah, you yeah. would. And it wouldn't surprise me if they reused some of the same sets. Mm-hmm. Probably not. They probably wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, no, it would surprise me because if the set, the miniature sets are getting destroyed every time. <laughs> well, they could still use the same stuff that they didn't destroy. Yeah. And also use some of their, uh, what was I going to say? Some of their platforms that they use. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't tell me that they also didn't just set it up just to knock it down for fun. Right. Because it would be fun. Off screen, of course, because I, I know I would. Yeah. So they, yeah. 
So he ends up getting like shot at a bunch, and he like his he starts flapping. Rodan starts flapping his wings so much that it like causes a building fire. And it's like it's it's insanity. He's getting shot at by like missiles and tanks and jets are doing flyovers, and I'm like, jeez. And then another Rodan shows up. So there is two of them. <laughs> We're assuming his mate. Yeah. Which, there's something I want to say. That was kind of a neat nod with uh, Ghidorah with the original. Because mm-hmm. they really didn't do it for Rodan as much. But they really did in King King of Monsters. They made... Each had its own personality? No. Oh. When he flew up and he caused all the hurricanes with his wings and started causing destruction and everything, yeah, that was pretty awesome. that was straight up out of this, too. It's awesome. It's so cool. I love Rodan. The amount of Easter eggs that you find in King of the Monsters is really great. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So, yes. So, they end up flying away, and then they fly back to their nest, which is in the crater. So, their plan is they're gonna blow up the nest, cave them in, so they can stop causing destruction. There's a seismologist who he's not for, because he knows the volcano. It's gonna cause, like... The light went out on this. Is that okay? Mm. Okay. Sorry about that. Um... He knows if the volcano erupts, which we do see it does, it's going to destroy the forest, kill a lot of animals, and possibly hurt people. But they're like, no, it's way too dangerous to keep these things alive. We have to, whatever it takes, do this. So they end up, like, going forward with the plan. Uh, They evacuate everybody, except for the main girl. She stays behind because she wants to be with him, which, you know, ill-advised, but okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because she ends up seeing... It's, it's pretty horrific, I'd say. Because they just, missile after missile, bomb drop after bomb drop, just cave these things in. And then, like, lava starts spewing out. And they clearly used, I can't tell what they used, honestly, actually. Like, it looked like maybe melting metal. Possibly. Like, the possibly, the, the thing yeah. that looks like lava. It, it, I was, I was going to say melting metal, maybe, because there is smoke coming off of it as well. But it also could have been, like... Walton? Yeah. I don't think it was actual lava, but I was just saying, like, melting metal, and it's got, like, smoke coming off of it. But that might have been too dangerous. I was well, going... Go ahead. It's kind of what you can use in science projects, because you can achieve a smoke effect, too, and I'm trying to think of yeah. what it is. I, I, maybe they, like, broke some thermometers, because it has that silver-orange tinge to it. Dude, what... I had no thermometers had like a chemical thing compound that they mm-hmm. used for those. That's how they. That's how it goes like up and down. Oh, you're talking about old ones. Yeah, I'm talking about old thermometers. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looked like that same consistency. Maybe they just dyed it orange and then just maybe did some dry eye stuff. I don't know, but it looks like lava because it starts spewing out and then the Rodans try to fly away, but one of them gets like caught in the lava and caught on fire, and it's clearly the puppet got caught on fire. <laughs> And I'm wondering if that was meant to happen, or they were just like, oh, keep rolling, keep rolling, keep rolling. <laughs> go with it, go with it. Because <laughs> you could see that as a filmmaker, like, happy accidents probably happen all the time. Uh, yeah, production value, in a sense. <laughs> Super 8 with the train coming. <laughs> and you can't hear shit. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta admit, though, when when you already have that, it's, it's pretty fucking boss mm-hmm. to just have everything that you want and you can take another shot so it's like we didn't have to schedule a train we can automatically use this yeah it'll be awesome yeah see that's the thing man like i 
I, back in the day, I would have 100% done what you're doing and just made films for the sake of making films. But we live, God, and it bums me out so much. We live in such a lawsuit happy society. <laughs> like, we're, like, this society we live in currently is the reasons kids no longer have fun on playgrounds. <laughs> that What? My kid fell off a slide at your school? I'm suing your school. Like, what? <laughs> Like, back in the day in the 50s, have you seen what parks, like, playgrounds looked like? They look like death traps. Yeah! And back in the day, if, if your kid did fall, it was just like, he wasn't strong enough. <laughs> that was the whole theme of the survival. It was survival the fittest. It really was! It really was. Being like, babies are freaking resilient, it yeah. seems. So they were just kind of like... Well, if a kid cannot cry and they can still get up, why can't you? Listen, I'm sorry. If Damian Wayne, at four years old, can climb up Mount Everest by himself, your kid will be fine falling off of a slide. (laughs) Why, did he? Yeah, he did. That was a comics thing. Oh, shit. He was four years old, climbed Mount Everest by himself, slipped for a second and broke his wrist, but kept going and got to the top. And then there's me, when I was little, my dad, (laughs) we were at my uncle's army base. Yeah. And when I was like a year old, I grabbed the pull-up bar and my dad just kept his hands yeah. near my hips so he could catch me. I did three, there you go. three chin-ups or uh, pull-ups all by myself as a kid. When I was four, I stepped on some fire ants and got covered in them. <laughs> and I was like, help me! Like, <laughs> I felt like the guy in freaking Crystal Skull who's just like getting eaten by those demon ants. <laughs> Large-ass fire ants, and I made an effort to stay away from all fire ants because of that. Oh, it was the... I remember it so clearly, because I see them, and, like, you know, here in Minnesota, you step on an ant, nothing really happens. I stepped on one of them. They all stopped and turned and started walking towards me, and I was like, shit, shit, shit. (laughs) I think that's just bad luck. No, those are fire ants, man. They're just like, he killed one of ours, get him, and it's like... Well, <laughs> I mean, they are overly aggressive. So. Same with like wasps and like hornets. That's because they're very over aggressive and they want to make a point. And yeah. It's like... Well, and like some people have theorized because like there's the hive mind of like ants and all that stuff. Some people theorize like their antennae and like how they're connected as a whole and like they can how they speak and stuff. Some people theorize that if you crush an ant, there's a possibility that the whole hive feels that pain. <laughs> It would make sense. It would make sense to me. Yeah. They don't have to be dicks about it. <laughs> Just like, kill him! And it's like, yeah, I was a kid like, mm, Mom! <laughs> As they're crawling up me. And she's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, she didn't even think, like, because that's where she grew up. So she's like, oh, fine, let's get you in the bath. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, me as a kid, I never really had that. I did take a lighter and a bottle of axe Fuck and you. no <laughs> burn one of the wasp hives that were annoying people jeez like flamethrower style yeah did it burn you at all no or it didn't hurt me and my friend were the smartest but we knew how to use things to our advantage without getting seriously injured i don't advise this do no. not do it do Anyone not do it at home do, do not, not do it do not step on fire ants and, and do not make a flamethrower out of a lighter and, and here's spread. here's an extra tip okay ready here's how you do it don't do it yeah yeah and uh, birth control don't do it that's birth control <laughs> that is true that's that's the natural order of birth control i yeah. thought you were gonna say don't take birth control then i was like what? no no that's not the try- kind of agenda i'm trying to push here 
That's right, kids. Unprotected sex. It can be fun. No. No. That was a joke. No. I mean, it's not worth having a kid. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We'd both love to be fathers someday. Not currently. (laughs) I am more of a child than most of the kids I know. (laughs) Wait. I'd really never prefer to have a kid until I'm 30. 30? Okay. I mean, maybe I was raised different. Like, my dad had his first kid when he was 17. So. He was married when he was 16 as well. So. Different life. You learn to... You really learn to not want kids if you're going to be going into a film career. Sure. Because you're going to be traveling all the time. It ain't fair to the kids. Exactly. Unless you, like, bring them along. (laughs) Even then, it's still, like... Like, Daniel Sloss has thought about that. I don't want to take my kids and them to still not have time with me. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, well, what was the point of taking me, Dad? Yeah. I can see that. Uh, No, so... Yes, the one Rodan, I'm guessing it's the female one, gets caught on fire, is like burning in the lava, and then the other one like flies down to it to try and help it, and even though it's puppets, it's actually kind of sad. Well, they kind of just accept death because they lost one of their own. Yeah, and they realize, I'm not going to be able to reproduce, these things are going to be hunting me all my life, I'm all by myself. And then he catches on fire, and you see like clearly, you can't see the string break, but you can tell when the string breaks, because he keeps trying to fly up, and then he just... Flop. <laughs> just so ungracefully. And they're like, that's it. It's over. The end. <laughs> I mean, that's how a lot of these end. It's, they're just yeah. kind of like, oh, the monster's dead, or this one. And it's like, do, 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 done. Yeah. Well, and it's like, so it's obviously not the same, like, Rodans as in the Godzilla universe. Because I don't think these things are like Mothra and they reincarnate. No, I think Mothra is probably the only monster. Maybe there's another Rodan egg, and that's how we get our Godzilla Rodan. It could be, yeah. And I think I think that's like I said. I think it's part of the Showa era. Um, I think it's part of the Showa era type canon, but I'm not a hundred percent if it is canon or not in that era. Yeah, it's something I'd have to try and look into more. Uh, but you guys can look it up, and there's like a yeah. Zillapedia. Yes, yes. Or, or go, I use Gojipedia. I use Gojipedia. Yeah, and they will give you a whole rundown of timelines and what what era is what and what constitutes canon and that and so. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is pretty nice to yeah. have that. So. But yeah, that was uh That was Rodan. I really liked it. It, it was fun. It was a fun movie, and it was better than I was expecting. Yeah. Even with... Uh, For like a subpar Godzilla villain, great solo outing. Yeah, and I wish they would have really done more with having these types of uh, single films for these mm-hmm. monsters. Yeah. It would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. And there's some monsters that just can't get solo films, unfortunately. But I understand why. Like, Gigan, yeah. Gigan's made to fight Godzilla. Like, he, I don't even know what a solo Gigan movie would be. Because he's an alien that was modified by aliens to destroy Earth. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I can also put one out there, too, that uh, one other thing that I always kind of am looking at is 
where they are going now, mm-hmm. which because due to 2020 and 2021 with the rights yeah. is when they would be able to make another Shin Godzilla series. And while people are like, oh, you should just keep it at one. I'm like, no, no, I want to see more. I want to see a darker Godzilla universe. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it because it is coming from its roots. Yeah. And it is doing it in a perfect way. Man, don't um, shy away from the fact that that movie that millions die. <laughs> And in that horrific they, ways <laughs> that it basically would have had an R rating if it already had not been not rated, right? Because uh, they cut out some, excuse me, they cut out some pretty brutal scenes. Mm-hmm. One of which, uh, in Shin Godzilla, he sheds his skin and his eyeball, and you see all of his blood just drop. Oh, I've seen that outtake. That's gross. Yeah. And his blood is just almost pure acid because it's atomic. Yep. Which makes sense. Uh, I did want to give one little thing because I think it does tie into it. Um, one of the things from 2018 that was on Sci-Fi when they were talking about the shared universe of uh, the new Toho timeline, uh, they had this to say on it. After 2021, we're thinking of potential strategy that publishes Godzilla movies at a rate of at least one every two years or once every year if possible. Right. Uh, Oda said... Per sci-fi wires translation or translation cool so i would definitely be up for that i'd love to see what they would do with it's, a rodan yeah yeah shin rodan yeah shin rodan and and not to mention like like i said they they did they, they did so well with the cgi with shin godzilla yeah and granted where where uh i mean the team over there and looking how well rodan's design and execution polish was mm-hmm. for the minimal scenes that he was in during king of the monsters i would be absolutely ecstatic yeah this is the american team talking about the american team yes yeah. i would be absolutely ecstatic just judging from what america's done with it mm-hmm. to see what the team over in japan with the toho shin godzilla i would love to see what design they would cook up yeah for i'm trying to think of how but it's like it's so like the, the you can't you really the can't. american godzilla we have currently which looks great and the shin godzilla they look so different yeah like crazy different and uh you know some people have an issue with the new godzilla and it's because it's kind of a, the way his head is kind of like a bee yeah it's a little tiny but i mean i like it I think for an American, kind of what you'd imagine. He looks like a giant lizard. He looks exactly what you expect America to depict a giant lizard like, if it yeah. came from America, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're in this era, and not the 1990s. We don't talk about that. I just did. Yeah. Well, don't talk about it anymore. We'll have we to talk, talk about, about it eventually, when we review Final Wars in, like, three years. <laughs> That'll, we will allude to that. Yeah. And then we will review that god awful yeah. movie. But hey, oh, we're gonna review the nineteen ninety. Yeah. After. Yeah. Because we're not throwing that in there. We need to have the honorable. And while Final Wars may be a piece of trash in terms of canon, it's incredible. You and I disagree on this. It's an amazing movie. I don't care what anybody says, and they're like, the story's bad. It doesn't make sense. This is well, happening. it doesn't. It. I don't care. It's See, amazing. No, it is amazing in some respect, but if you look at it from a canon point... I don't care. It literally just was like, okay, this happened in canon? Guess what? No. 
That's nice. No. I don't care. We're going to take this out. It's We're incredible. See you see this? You see this monster? You see this can in another movie? Gone. 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 I don't care. It's an amazing We're movie. We're putting movies in here. We're going to make these superhumans. It's my top five Godzilla movies of all time. Easily. We're going to put amazing. a... We're going to put a hardcore track over some of these best badass scenes. So everything that you knew about Godzilla, it's, it's wrong. This is a new era. It's amazing. And we're going to tear it a new it's asshole. badass. Uh, let's do my top five right now. Number one, the original Godzilla. That's easy. Um, Shin Godzilla is second on my list. I'm sorry. Not sorry because... Shin Godzilla is my six. I will give Shin Godzilla my sixth place. Shin Godzilla... Well... Place two goes to Godzilla versus Biolanta. Of course. Um, place three is Final Wars. Place four, OG Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. And place five. Are we doing top? I'm doing my top five. Top five, okay. And we surpassed five. No. This is me personally. Oh. And five. Fuck. What was I gonna say? You made me lose my train of thought now. Uh, 2014 Godzilla, probably. I think out of the Godzilla movies, disregarding Mothra and everything, my first will have to be the original because that's what started off. Yep. Then I would have to say Shin Godzilla because it's okay. in honor of what the original Godzilla was. I think for second, uh, I have yet to see Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla. That's going to be three or four. I want to Wait, say... hold on. You've yet to see it? Yeah. No, no, no. That's not how this works. It has to. You have to have seen I've it. I've seen a majority of it. You have to have seen all of it. That's and the that rule. soundtrack. That's the rule. You have to have seen all of it. If you haven't seen all of it, you can't add it to the list yet. You can make a list later, or you can just do it now. I'm pretty sure that I probably watched it when I was little. I just don't remember it that well. And yet it's top three. <laughs> you see my you flaw know... here. Cause what? Go ahead. What I do, <laughs> what I do remember from when I watched Mecha Godzilla two, yeah, and what I watched of Mecha Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla or Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla, also great. One I remember the most, mm-hmm. and I remember the kick ass soundtrack. Yeah. Although there is that scene with Angus where, Angus, Angus, where I'm like, I hope Mecha Godzilla dies. Mm-hmm. I really hope he does, because that was just mean. Yep. And Dick unnecessary. Moves. Well, we got King Caesar who showed up and saved the day. Hooray. Um, yeah, but I have to say, original Shin, uh, probably Godzilla vs. Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, and... Well, this one's kind of hard. I have to say King of the Monsters, because King of the Monsters really does do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, sixth for me is Shen. Seventh is Godzilla vs. Destroya. Eighth is King of the Monsters. Ninth is Space Godzilla. And then ten, just real quick for me, and then we'll wrap it up. It's a tie between Godzilla vs. against Mecha Godzilla and Tokyo SOS. But, anyways, uh, Rodan, amazing. HBO Max, watch it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yep, and then uh, tune in next week because we are closing out the month of April for our kaiju movies with one of the originals, but not many people consider him, but I will put him up there. He is an exception in my book. King Kong. 
the original actually started the monster inspiration Mm -hmm. on a different level that's why i would make an exception for him because he's not a japanese monster but he started all this one interesting fact that we'll put out there no, the original King Kong from 1933 is not part of the Toho series. Right. Son of Kong is to sequel to the original. Toho had gotten the rights, and they went on to yep. make after Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, they went on or King, King Kong, Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong escapes them. Yep, King Kong escapes, and that Wait, was also we get Kong. That was also uh, Shiro. Yep. Without that, without... Uh, yeah, tune in again. next week to hear that. And he's been Nathaniel Shoemaker. He's been now, sweetheart. And it's been Film Nadar. So long, everyone. Peace.